I don't want you to rush over here, but I want both of you to come quietly. Come to the door with me, dogs. And then, once, and then once Kayla's gone, we can record for real. Okay, that was a good start. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, welcome to Over Drinks, where we uh, talk while we drink. And currently, Jake and I have Borealis from Keweenaw. Um... It's a coffee-infused amber ale. What are your thoughts on this thing? Um, where do you learn how to say Keweenaw? Uh, from Michigan. Fair enough. What did you think it was? You know, I... I didn't really say anything. Okay. Uh, well, it is the most beautiful can I've ever seen. That is true. It is, like, the northern lights coming out of a cup of coffee is what the art is. It's gorgeous. I think it's a sticker. There's a cup. Uh, we had another beer by Shorts that had a more psychedelic, fruity, mm-hmm. and it, uh, label. Oh, yeah, and it peeled like off. A stick- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking this does the same thing. Huh. You know, maybe you could drink a six-pack and use it for a wallpaper or something. That would be fun. <clears throat> but, yeah, it's delicious. Uh, I enjoy it. I would... Uh, would get again. This beer gets a rating of would get again. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> We're drinking it out of straws, so we don't mess up our lipstick. It works. And to not make noises like this. So, just so you know what beer sounds like. But yeah, anyway, how are you doing, Jake? I'm doing pretty well. Uh... I wish that the weather would, you know, as they say, do different things, but... Yeah, it would, uh, that would be nice, and, uh, because it's cold. My doggy's feet are cold when they go outside. Are you getting him shoes? No, Roof kind of walks like a duck when he's got shoes on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How are you doing this week, Joe? Oh, not too bad. I went and had some brunch today. It was a delightful brunch from Dime Store in Detroit. Humble brag. (laughs) Uh, It was delightful. I had an Eggs Benedict that had fried pork belly and was put on a biscuit because English muffins are terrible. Sounds like something that they'd eat in a Monty Python sketch. It was so good. (laughs) It was so good. It was, oh, God, I hate, I hate English muffins. Why? I, they're just so gritty. Like, they have a gritty flour on them. Oh, I love that. And then they're always, like, so crunchy to where they, like, shards get stuck in my gums. Yeah, some, I call it flaky. <laughs> <laughs> I am just not a fan. Oh. I would much rather have it on a biscuit. And this one came on a biscuit. A biscuit, a task. A biscuit, and it was delightful. And it was everything I wanted out of an Eggs Benedict. And wow. it had fried pork belly on it. What part of the pig is that? It's the belly. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> pork yeah. belly. Pork belly. And it had like a spicy jalapeno thingy on it. It was good. 
So it would get again? Oh, so it would get again. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's a good rating system. I had a Ninja Turtle book that uh, had English muffin pizza recipes on it. Huh. And they always said, get an adult to help use the oven. Oh, did you? Of course, because I couldn't reach it. <laughs> <laughs> they knew what they were doing. Those Ninja Turtles, they knew. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. Um, what was that recipe like? It was an English muffin, and then it said, use your favorite pizza sauce. Okay. And when I make pizza, I like to use the can of diced tomatoes with the mild chilies and put that in a blender. Okay. Put some Parmesan cheese, some garlic, some fresh garlic, and some Italian seasoning, and just grind it all up. So I'd put that on there, and then you choose your toppings. You did that when you were like six? Choose your cheese. No, I'm... (laughs) I've never done it. I'm still dreaming. Oh. It. <laughs> it sounds delicious. One of these days, maybe, maybe next time. Maybe next time we can make Ninja Turtle uh, English muffin. You can maybe change my mind on English muffins. We can make pizzas. That would be great. I don't know if I'd like it still, but we could try. I would eat it. I would. I, I like pizza. But not English muffins. But not English muffins. So we can see. We'll see if it will convert me. But I like this idea of this tomato chili combo. Yeah, we could try, uh, I don't know, it's all sorts of different toppings. Have you yeah. seen any angry video game nerd? No. He's this guy, uh, this YouTuber that does a bunch of videos that are related to pop culture revolving around video games and okay. cartoons in the 80s. And, and Anyways... He did an episode where they, him and a bunch of friends ate pizza from the Ninja Turtles that they had mentioned. So I'm talking oh, wacky okay. stuff like barbecue sauce and jelly beans. Ew. And just, <laughs> but they had a whole party of probably about 50 pizzas and did all these different weird really? things. Interesting. So, you know. Oh, would you do that? Um, yeah. Yeah? Because I love the Ninja Turtles that much. Okay. But I might also throw up. (laughs) That's funny. They said chocolate chip and pepperoni was actually pretty good. A little bit sweet, a little bit salty. Yeah. Kind of like chocolate-covered bacon. Yeah, or trail mix. Or trail mix. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear that? The beasts were calling. (laughs) Are they outside? No, they're just in in Kayla's art room doing art things. I'm sure the dogs are painting beautiful pictures (laughs) and eating their din-din. Din-din? Din-din. They're so sophisticated. They they are sophisticated dogs. Um, So how's, uh, how's it been watching these Marvel movies with your dad? Oh, it's been great. Uh... It's always interesting to get a response from my dad about his opinion on movies Mm -hmm. or things of pop culture because his response usually is something along the lines of, well, that's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) And that usually means that he thinks it's kind of out there, Mm -hmm. but it's also kind of cool. Okay. But watching the movies has been great because there's a couple that I haven't seen. I haven't seen... uh, I need the Iron Mans all the way through. Okay. Only ever caught snippets of them on TV when they do runs of them. And those are really good. Yeah. 
watched Avengers today because we're trying to make sure that we watch the ones we need to before Black Panther comes out. Okay. So the next one is going to be... Iron Man 3? Iron Man 3. And then Thor Dark World. Okay. Winter Soldier. Yep. Age of Ultron. Yep. And the list goes on. Civil War. Civil War. Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Ant-Man before Civil War. Ant-Man be definitely before Civil War, which he has seen, but we're going to watch it again. Yeah, it's a great movie. Civil War. And that should be it. You should be caught up. You yeah. should be able to watch. And but... Homecoming, just because awesome. I love Spider-Man. That's a lot of movies in like four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much got to watch. <laughs> it's like all of them. Three a week or something like Except that. Except for Guardians. Yeah, we're leaving out Guardians. We left out the first Hulk movie. Yeah. Sorry, Edward Norton. I think that's fine. There's nothing... Nothing, uh... Important. In it, there. And it would be hard for me, too, not having seen that at this point in the game. Mm -hmm. Going back... I, can't, I realize that Edward Norton played the Hulk in there, but it would be hard right. to not see Mark Ruffalo and associate it yeah. with everything that's... Yeah, for sure. After. So, what's been your favorite one so far going back in and revisiting this and rewatching these things? Mm. Iron Man 1 was good. I'd never seen it all the way through, and I wish I would have seen it in the theaters originally. Okay. Because it does... It's kind of where everything started. Right. So... That I don't know if I'd say that's my favorite. I got a soft spot for Captain America, mm -hmm. just because both my grandpas were in World War Two. Right. So there's something there's something about the first Captain America that is uh, just so good and so um, like nostalgic and humble 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 is yeah. a great word for it it's very yeah. humble it is a very humble movie i mean that's what steve rogers is yeah and i like that about him as a superhero yeah i like that he he is aware of what he is which is just a skinny kid from brooklyn right yeah. and he was given these powers you know it's nothing that he he appreciates them yes. i guess is it's a good word and that humbleness to to the first Avenger is very present in that movie. It is. Mm -hmm. And it also got me wondering about Red Skull mm -hmm. when he gets beamed up at the end. Yeah. Do you think he's going to show up with Thanos? No. Why? I don't know. It's like... You don't think they've got their own Marvel Legion of Doom that he might be involved? It would be great. If they did, I don't think Hugo Weaving would be back. Where'd he go, though? Right. He probably shot up in the space, and then you can't you can't survive in space without a space mask. Well, maybe that's how he ended up with the elves <laughs> in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and ended up in uh, the Matrix. Exactly. Fighting Neo. Um, yeah, I don't know. Traveling through time. I'm not sure what would happen. I mean, currently there's you know not a ton of Marvel villains that are actually alive. Right. I mean. True. Red Skull was out. Um, he, he's on the fence, you know. Well, he could yeah. be alive, he could be dead, we're not sure. I mean, the vulture. But I don't think Thanos is going to grab Adrian no. Toomes. 
No. I'd be more interested to see them actually do Sinister Six. Yeah, that'd be cool. So who do you who do you think they'll use in Spider Man Two next year? Spider Man Two. Um, well, they have uh, <clears throat> they mentioned uh, Gargan. Is that his name? For Scorpion. Yeah, whatever the Scorpion's real name is. They mentioned him in Homecoming. That'd be interesting. I don't know how that how they would get away with his acid tail. Um, but I don't know. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming 2. What would I like to see? Did you see the... Craven? Craven would be awesome. The guy, uh, his name is escaping me, but he was... He played Dracula. And he also played, uh, in Beauty and the Beast. Oh, 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 okay. Um, I know who you're talking about. Oh my god, what's his... Luke Evans. Luke Evans. I saw someone do a fan cast of him as Craven. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be real good. I thought that was a good call. Yeah. Um, Wow. I would like to see Morbius just because I really liked the animated Mm -hmm. series, and I liked what they did with Morbius. Yeah. In the animated series. For sure. Maybe it's just that that vampire thing thing that everyone seems to love, or... Yeah, and they could get, uh... It'd be a good way to intertwine Felicia Hardy. That would be good. Because I like what they did. I like what they did in the animated series. With Felicia? Yeah, I, I was just about to say, he was obsessed with somebody, but I couldn't remember who it was. It was Felicia. It was Felicia. And they could do Black Cat and... They could get Robert Pattinson back to be another vampire. <laughs> From Twilight. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no. No, oh, okay. Well... The guy from Harry Potter? Yeah, that one. Yeah, he's he plays not, Cedric Diggory. He's not brooding enough to be a... Well, I guess he's kind of like a suave European kind of character. Yeah. You know what? I'm in. You sold me. Yeah. I sold myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you liked Iron Man 1? I did like Iron Man 1. Okay. Um, it is very good. It's a very good setup. Um to everything and you get that little that little tag at the end yeah and that's what it's in everyone mm-hmm. do you make your dad sit through the credits no we just fast forward <laughs> through them because it's like having that privilege of watching game of thrones like right. way after the fact of it right you know when you can just watch season to season to season yeah in a row and binge watch rather than but the other thing that's been fun fun to point out is Stan Lee's cameos. Okay. So I've, I've explained the Stan Lee stuff, so... Uh, really? That's been funny. I think the funniest one so far has been when Stan, Stan Lee and Thor, when he's trying to pull Thor's hammer... Okay. ...with the truck. Yeah. And he's like, did I get it? <laughs> I, think that, I think that's been the uh, best cameo so far. Yeah. Um, what did your dad think of Thor? He liked it. He he said that uh, I can see why this movie is important, and then I kind of shared with him what we had talked about about Thor being a little bit more unrelatable. Mm-hmm. I think that was you and I that talked about that, just because he's a god rather than like we were talking about Steve Rogers, Captain America, skinny guy from Brooklyn, right? Um, Iron Man, Tony Stark. He's got money and he's you know human level genius. Mm-hmm. So those are a little bit more realistic, if that's a word in, yeah. in this realm. But 
Thor sometimes I feel like can get a little hard to get past just because he's a god. But mm-hmm. that's cool. It makes him different. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's... Um, they've used him... And, like, Chris Hemsworth is a funny guy. Like his yes. interviews, like, he's a funny, funny guy. And he's had, like, spurts of humor here and there, like, in the universe. But then that's when Thor Ragnarok really, like, Tika Waititi just, like, took that humor and ran with it. Like, I think that's a solid Thor thing. Like, I've never read Thor comics, but... <clears throat> excuse me. But, uh... I think that's a good trait to have in these movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, Tony Stark's funny, but, like, Thor is, like, funny. Like, I feel like Tony Stark's, like, uh, mean funny, like, almost, like, joking at people funny. Yeah. Where Thor's just funny. They follow the Ninja Turtle formula, which I use for everything. (laughs) Okay. Because I love the Ninja Turtles. So you've got, you've got... Almost four dynamics mm-hmm. of superhero coverage, right? Right. You've got Thor. He's like Michelangelo. Okay. <laughs> he's the com. He's the comedy relief. Yeah, yeah. You know the kind of fun, lovable. Where you're like, oh, you're different, but I can relate to your funny side. Yeah. You've got Tony Stark, who I think is like Donatello. You're you're brilliant, kind of like mm-hmm. he'll joke about stuff, but it can go over your head because of the level of intellect. Right. Sometimes. Right. Yeah. You've got Captain America, who's like Leonardo, mm-hmm. just leader. I'm gonna. You know, follow orders, soldier type, and then you've got Raphael, the kind of one one man gun, and who we got left for that? The Hulk. Exactly. Right. Okay, that's cool. <clears throat> that's that's interesting. Yeah, interesting. I mean, there's clearly more right. characters than that, but they kind of fit under some yeah. archetype of that. Yeah. Or combination of. Um. So I was thinking, like, where can this thing go? Because. Infinity War, nobody, like, not everyone's making it out, right? So, based on what we've seen so far, um, now we're kind of straying away from your your Marvel revisitation with your dad, but um, what we've seen so far, uh, who do you think would take over as leader of the Avengers post-Infinity War? Um, You know, right now I feel like I mean, I guess first, let's start with, who do you think is the leader of the Avengers? Do you think Cap is? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I think so. I mean... He... Yeah. He just has the most upstanding leader qualities, I think. Yeah. Like he's not... Not to say he's the perfect member of Avengers, or mm-hmm. is, nor is he, you know, my favorite member of the Avengers, necessarily, but as a leader, I think that he holds that spot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Tony makes a line in that one, in Age of Ultron, where he says, Oh, I'm not the boss. He's the boss. Yeah. I just make everything look cool. Exactly. Um, But yeah, so who do you think may step up in? Because I don't know. There's no way Cap is is living after Infinity War. Or or Avengers 4. He's trying to go see Peggy. Let's be real here. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Peggy. Um... You know, I've seen people like, oh, maybe Spider-Man will take over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Spider-Man still, especially in the universe, is still too young Yeah. at this point. Right. And I love Spider-Man. But I think he's too young. I wouldn't be surprised if Black Panther took over. I think that that's where it's going to go to. Yeah. With all the hype and the fact that he is already a leader of, you know, the Wakandan people. And yeah. He seems to have a good head on his shoulder. I think that would be a very good call. 
Yeah. Especially in today's world, you know, having a someone of a of a different background coming up and leading this, mm-hmm. you know, someone from a different country leading this group of um, superheroes and and people um, would be very smart. Because I, I was thinking, first, Doctor Strange. Like, Doctor Strange is going to step up and do it. I could see that. <laughs> but I think we're going to get into the times where Spider-Man's going to end up taking over the Tony Stark role yeah. of the tech kind of guy. Yeah. And I think Doctor Strange is kind of going to be... He kind of works so, behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, sort of like he'll be there like the Hulk is when he needs to be, but he yeah. might not be there special all the teams. time. Yeah, a special team. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be interesting if if Peter Quill kind of stayed behind and was like, you know, this is where I'm from. It's time for me to stay back and, and help protect this place. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, just because I love Chris Pratt. Do you think Gamora would stay back with him? No, because she's green. And this world <laughs> has yet to accept. Like well, I should said, say, it ain't easy being green. It ain't easy being green. <laughs> I think it'd be cool, but I don't think this world... I mean, the Hulk's green, I guess. So, you know what? Screw it. Gamora's staying. <laughs> Drax, too. All of the settled. Guardians are just staying on Earth now. <laughs> it's settled. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is just Guardians of Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> See him team up with the Defenders? Take the defenders out on a mission. Yeah, that'd be fun. Just see like Drax working with Luke Cage. <laughs> that that would be funny. I think Drax and go Punisher would drink. be funny. Yeah. I mean, probably it would be funny. It would be really funny to see Drax and Punisher um, going. Uh, I think. Could I have another one of the... There you go. Thank you. One of those delicious Keweenaw Brewing Company Borealis. Get yours at your local Keweenaw supplier. Yep, that's it. Yikes. Don't forget to drink your Ovaltine. Be sure to drink your Ovaltine. Pause for a quick drink break. And we're back. And we're back. Um, that was actually me making that music. Shall we move on to the next segment? Let's keep going. Okay. That was a fun talk. We'll talk more about that. As time comes. Post Black Panther. Oh my gosh, it's going to be so good. And post when you watch more movies. Oh, before we move on though, I just want to... Real quick. Avengers, did it hold up? Was it still? Yes, Avengers. So I watched Avengers today after watching everything leading up to that. Yeah. Minus the Incredible Hulk. Uh, the word from my dad was, he sees how, because I basically have explained to him, you can watch this movie standalone, you can watch the movie standalone. You mm-hmm. could, but they won't hit you. There's certain areas that are funny or maybe a little bit more heartfelt that hit you more impactfully. Yeah. If you are familiar with the whole timeline. Mm-hmm. And I think when we talked about it, he kind of felt that way after watching the first Avengers because he's like, oh, I see how Iron Man was important and I see why Thor was important and why Captain America yeah. was important. And it did, it, it definitely held up. Does it? And uh, <laughs> forget about the shawarma scene. It's great. <laughs> it's so funny. It is great. Um, 
I, I don't remember the last time I watched it, but I do remember watching it and being like, wow. Like, I remember always thinking back to, to 2012 when it came out and being like, this is what it's going to be like, huh? Like, it was just, like, interesting to me to see, like, all these people just being picked from different areas of the of wherever they're at and just kind of meeting on an aircraft or on the helicarrier. Yeah. And uh, and that was it, and that's how it started. Or not started, but eventually got to that point. I was like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, to kind of put all this universe <laughs> yeah. together, which we've never really seen before. I guess you have Star Wars, which is a pretty epic storyline, but it wasn't like standalone movies mm-hmm. coming together to make, to interweave, yeah. I guess. Yeah, and it was... Um, it's amazing, like it's amazing that they did that, and it's definitely like watching a giant TV series mm-hmm. on a huge scale, and I mean it. It's they're great movies. The only, the only one little e I have about it is Cap's gosh darn suit. I do not like that suit. The extreme blue and red one. So bright. I was and his darn helmet. Is the ugliest thing. It is. It's it's pretty bad. I thought that the helmet from what is that? Winter Soldier. Yeah. Is is yeah better? Oh yeah, with the chin strap and it kind of looks like more of a military style helmet. Yep. Yes. The one from Avengers looks really bad. It's so silly looking. It's like a little hood. It's like a little Under Armour hood, and then on the top of it, it looks like it's a urethane helmet yeah. or something. It's like so that. silly. It's like so bright and. Dinge it up a little bit. Maybe maybe no what, red. What's the line from the movie? Maybe we need a little bit more old fashioned. Maybe. Oh god. That's that's I guess that's why it was like that. But yeah, it needed more uh they should have airbrushed some more right. I mean, which, soil on it. Which they do <laughs> eventually. In Winter Soldier, it's, he doesn't even wear a costume in Winter Soldier. Well, I guess he does at the end, but um I wanna know it, who what motorcycle company endorses Captain America. <laughs> she is riding some badass motorcycles. Yeah. They're great. Anyway, that was my note. Moving on. What were you saying? Well, everyone likes motorcycles to some extent. Right, yeah. A little bit, I guess. But moving on, what was our, our next thing? Uh, Batman Animated Series, if you want to talk Batman, about that. For... Yeah, let's talk about it. We're switching gears from Marvel... To DC, which surprises me. There's a lot of people that don't know that difference. They're all just superheroes. They're all just superheroes. It's okay. I mean, I've got things like that. Like, it's all just... I guess if you don't spend time dissecting a hobby, Mm -hmm. it can be... The lines can be blurred. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, Batman the Animated Series was, I mean, the Batman I grew up with, for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Always on at dinner time. Always got yelled at for why aren't you out here catching the last five minutes of Batman? <laughs> the climax was happening. Right. Like, couldn't be late to the table. That's right. And it's it was great. I mean I I still love it. It's an amazing show. It's so well written. Paul Dini is a gosh darn genius with his characters. The plot line the plots are ridiculous and I remember being so um, pleasantly surprised when I heard that the the games, the Arkham games, mm-hmm. were written by the same people that yeah did the animated series, and I'm like, well, that makes sense because it's all just 
it's not just a game you play. You really do play through a movie. Yeah, they're amazing. I mean, the games are amazing. The show's amazing. The show gave us Harley Quinn, who we have a soft spot for. We love us some Harley Quinn. Like a teddy bear. Like a teddy bear. Like you would love a teddy bear. Um, and it gave Mr. Freeze not a terrible story. Yeah, you feel kind of bad for him. Yeah. I mean, Heart of Ice is, like, so beautifully, beautifully written. And you give this character that generally you wouldn't care about. And then you give him a story where he's trying to save his wife. And it's amazing. And then they took it and used it in Batman and Robin, which... Whatever. But... <laughs> They took that element and used it in a movie, which which was so solid. They, which I think Heart of Ice is just a one-episode episode. So it's like 20 minutes, 22 minutes of... We pack a lot of emotions in a short amount of time oh with a lot God. of these things. It's great. Because some of them don't really even... They're not recurring, you know? They, they're not like, oh, you need to watch three to understand four. Yeah, no, not at all. It's, it's not... Um, it's definitely not a. Uh, it's definitely not like something you need to pay attention to. Um, like you could pick it up and 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 watch it, and it's always gonna be great. Um, but yeah, so so what were what are your three favorite Batman the animated series episodes? So I really like the. Can we count the movies? I know we didn't talk about this, but can we count the movies? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I don't even know if I'll pick one now. <laughs> <laughs> but I really like the I really like the two part episodes the the two Robin episodes that explain Dick Grayson's upbringing. Okay. It's really I I found out going back to those and watching them, you really see where the Nightwing storyline starts. Okay. Especially at the end of the second one where Robin feels like Batman's treating him like a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because Dick Grayson is very talented. Right. And just to stray off the path for just a second, like all the Robins that have been said to be a different specialty of Bruce. Mm-hmm. Where Dick has the acrobatics, um, Tim Drake has the brains, Yep. and Jason Todd was the... I would say like the strength or the uh, emotion. Emotion, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've always found that very interesting. But anyway, I really like the the two Robins were episodes that are back to back where Tony Zuko is essentially you find out he's the person who has killed and taken apart the Flying Graysons. Yeah. Okay. So I really like that episode, um, especially Batman that he dresses up. Because everything in in those episodes, in modern day life, was set up pseudo forties mm-hmm. and fifties style, which I really liked. Yeah, uh, matches Malone. <laughs> that was the character that Bruce Wayne goes into this club and tries right. to spy. And uh, the other two part episode I like is the Harvey Dent one. Okay, where he becomes Two Face. Where he right? becomes Two Face. Yep, and uh, Big Bad Harv. That's where you, Big Bad Harv comes into play. Okay. And I've always really liked that episode. And my third one would be Beware the Grey Ghost. Ooh, just okay. because of the homage to Adam West. Yeah. And it 
it's not a cheesy background story to Batman. Mm-hmm. It lets you in on a little bit of his background as a child, which you don't get a lot of in the animated series. But you find out that he really idolized this superhero character on radio. Right. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I mean, those are those are all good. I uh, I do love that they had Adam West come in to do that. And that's who, who Bruce idolized. Yes. Growing up, I think that's that's very very funny, very good way to get him in there. Um, yeah. So you had Robin's Reckoning, uh, Two Face, and and then Beware the Great Ghost. Those are those are good episodes. I uh, I have almost got him. Of course. Great episode where you get uh, it's like Joker, Two Face, uh, Killer Croc. Um, Poison Ivy, I think, is in there. Yep. Um, and probably a couple others. And they're just talking about how, like, they're trying to one-up each other with how they almost got Batman. And then they have our favorite line where, where Killer Croc says, I threw a rock at him. <laughs> but it's not actually Killer Croc. But it's not Killer Croc. Spoilers. Yep. <laughs> Ding dong. For a show that's... Mm, about 20 years old. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I hope you've seen it in the last two decades. Uh, that's just such a funny episode. I love hearing them one-up each other. Um, almost got them. There's an episode called Over the Edge uh, that happens when they do the redesign of Batman mm. and Robin um, when they combined it with Superman when it went on. Oh. And instead of like, he's got like just the black bat Instead of the yellow symbol around it. Okay. And the over the edge is the episode. It starts just straight into action. Um, there's no preface to it. It just you see Commissioner Gordon chasing Batman and oh, yelling yeah, at him yeah. that it's Bruce Wayne. He's like Bruce, stop! And you're like, holy crap, what's going on? And and Batman is being hunted by by Gotham police, and it's so interesting. Because it has to deal with, I believe it's the death of Barbara Gordon. And um, how Gordon, you know, trusted this man so much and then realized that Batgirl was Barbara. Um, But then, spoiler alert, for again, for a show that's 20 years old, uh, it turns out to be a dream. And, And Barbara's actually alive and... You know, nobody knows who Batman is, but but then at the end of the episode, Barbara has dinner with Jim Gordon and says, Dad, there's something I need to tell you about my life. I'm pregnant. <laughs> That's not it. That's not it. <laughs> and, and she says something along the lines of, like, I'm not who you think I am. And Jim just, like, holds her and says... You don't need to tell me anything. I accept you, and I accept all of you. Like, nuancing, or like, leaning towards, like, he knows who she actually is. And what she actually does. And that's solid. It's so good. I was listening to a, to Kevin Smith's podcast, Fat Man. I'm Batman, one of my favorite podcasts. Um, and he has um, Paul Dini on there, and they talk about that episode. And they both start crying while they're talking about it. Like, oh, it's so good. Um, and I didn't have a third because I didn't do my homework because I'm terrible. <laughs> but it would probably be, um, one of the ones 
with the scarecrow. I love the scarecrow. Um, and the scarecrow went through like three redesigns in this show. Um, like yeah. really drastic. Like his first one is very similar to his comic book first one, where it's just like he just has like a brown pointy head. Yeah, he's like a, a slightly more intimidating than the Wizard of Oz scarecrow. And then the second one is like the gnarly teeth, like upper lip that kind of sticks out. Is that the one where he has the noose? No, that no. So there's two. There's the first one, the one that you're thinking of. I think is the second one. Okay. And then the third one has the noose where it looks like a skeleton. Yeah, I don't like that one. It's creepy. It is creepy. I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, it'd probably be probably be one of his episodes. I think is one of my my third favorites. I think there's three or four that that are centered around Scarecrow. Um, one is the fear of victory, where the uh, I don't like that one that much. No. Um, then there's another one, which I think is the noose one, which I think is really, really good, uh, where he's taking fear away from people. Oh, yeah, And yeah, selling yeah. selling the uh, the remedy for that so that people get their fear back so that they're not just, like, jumping off buildings and stuff. Um, that one's pretty good. Or a Mad Hatter episode. I like the Mad Hatter, too. I think he's he's a strange boy. He is. They did a really nice job with him on Gotham. Really? I think so. I mean, they... I stopped watching it. Yeah, that's what most people tell me. <laughs> I I like it. Uh, how do they do Mad Hatter on Gotham? Does he have a card that he mind controls people with? Uh, there is some kind of tech, like Jervis. Yeah, tech. <laughs> Jervis Tech Tech. Right. Uh, that he uses to do some mind control. He basically has a twin mm-hmm. that he grows up with, and her name is Alice. Of course. Her blood has got some kind of weird thing going on in it that makes people super strong and make irrash decisions. Yeah. So that's a whole thing on the show. Uh, but he's very Shakespearean. He talks in a lot of this ways and that ways and you'll never find me you better stay away from me really and rhyming and I know that wasn't rhyming but <laughs> that was a good good run out of you know um that's cool and did they bring they brought Scarecrow back they did bring Scarecrow back it it was very brief mm-hmm. I wish they would have done a little bit more with it but the one villain that they've been doing that is awful frightening is is the pig Professor Pig yeah it's frightening Really? His voice sounds like you would imagine that character. He listens to the creepy opera music and has a real pig's face with, like, leather straps on the back of it. That is terrifying. It's it's gross. Huh. Interesting. Professor Pig. Yeah. So strange. It is. And I wish that they would have... I I wish that that show, because it's not quite... Because they don't have Batman. Yeah. Bruce is still young. I wish that they would stay with some of those more... Not so A list villains because yeah. it's weird because they've already done Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy's been changed around a bunch of times. Yeah, so it's just it's just weird, right? I mean, out of all of Penguin's Com- good though. Penguin, oh yeah, he's great. I mean, that's good. Ed Nickman's good. Yeah, out of all of comics, I would say Batman's Rogues Gallery is like definitely the largest and and the most known. Um, there's so many; it's ridiculous. Like. I don't, who would you consider A-list? I mean, would you consider, like, Freeze and Ivy A-list? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's got a lot of them. He does. I'm waiting for Kite Man. 
Hell yeah. Kite Man C-list. Maybe even <laughs> D-list. In the War of Jokes and Riddles, they give him a good, a good, um, a good backstory. He you should it. check it out. <laughs> I like the War of Jokes and Riddles. I I want to I want to see that. I've been did I did you ever check out any of that artwork where people have? It's some artist that has been redoing all the jokes and riddles in Batman the Animated Series artwork. Really? Mm-hmm. It's very good. I'll have to take a look. I'm at sorry it. if I don't know your name right now, but if you're out there listening, if you're listening. It's great work. Good work. Like it. Um, we didn't even talk about it real quick. Uh, Joker's favor from Batman the Animated Series. I said we couldn't put it on our list because it's another episode just like Heart of Ice, which I also said don't put it on our list. It's so good, and it gives us Harley Quinn for the first time. Yes. Which, thank God. Uh, thank you. <laughs> it's like... If I did Jimmy Fallon's thank you letters, that would be on it every time. Bruce Tim and Paul Dini. Thank you for Harley Quinn. Um, we're not worthy. We're not worthy. It's it's such a good, funny episode where this man named Charlie... What's his last name? Do you remember? Collins. Charlie Collins cuts the Joker off while driving. And the Joker just says... Takes his ID and says... One day, you're going to help me out. <laughs> and the Joker finally <laughs> calls him up. Uh, to open a door. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the size of that cake, man. <laughs> it's so good. Um, well, we're going to start winding down here. But before we go, I'm going to call Kayla. Hold on. Kayla! Kayla! Oh, you should let the... Can I help you? Come here, you're going to be on the podcast. Okay, I let the beasts out with me. The beasts are out, everybody, so if they bark, I'm sorry. Um, What's up? All right, so we're going to do a segment called Talking with Kayla. Um, what are you doing in there? I'm painting. What you painting? I don't know. Just... Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Perfect. No, nothing really, to okay. be honest. Okay. Um, what's your favorite Batman the Animated Series episode? That one where Batman drives around. Yep, that's a <laughs> solid Let's start with a simpler question. <laughs> what's your favorite color? <laughs> I really like indigo. Indigo. Okay. How would you describe it? <laughs> Is it like purple? Yeah. Okay, and what's your favorite plant that you own? Oh, my aloe plant, for sure. I don't know if you can hear her, but she says her aloe plant. Okay. Often right. referred to as my palo plant. Nice. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, you seem not interested. Uh, to be honest, if I'm going <laughs> to fess up. Okay. Well, that was talking with Kayla. Great. Great but, time was had by all. Yep. Thanks. Don't worry, you'll be back next time. Great. I'm sure it's so far the best part of this whole podcast, though. So. Exactly. I knew it would be. You just have to get through 40 minutes of us talking about comics and movies. Fun time. <laughs> all right. All right. Thanks. Go enjoy your painting. I sure will. I, all of three people are going to hear this.
I bet I'll be one of them, won't I? And me and Jake. All right. So there we are. <laughs> Don't forget, live long and prosper in Indigo. Hey. Hey. Thanks, T. Rufus, your breath stinks. Yeah. Yeah, he's real smelly. Oof. Yeah, sorry, Ruf, come here. Go lay down. Um. Yeah. I love you, Rufus. <laughs> I think this is a solid first episode, and we can only go up from here. That's right, because down is the floor, and I don't, I'm, don't go through the floor. Mm-hmm. But I could stand on something and go up. You can. <laughs> That's right. And uh, like Nancy Roosevelt said, uh, do good, everybody.